Where did you go to school? And who is your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of here! Welcome to the Conditional Voice Program, a podcast that delves into the nether world of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and that was very frothy. And I have been out there with the freaks at Coffs Harbour and can only report that the cookers are in much more trouble than we ever imagined. It's <laughs> fucking dire. <laughs> yeah, to paraphrase Hunter S., the great Hunter S., when the going gets weird, the weird turn on themselves. Yes, they do, and they have. So last week we launched the Vanuatu fundraiser Build Joe a House, you know, does what it says in the title, right? Yep. It's basically just a solid structure for Joe and his 19 dependents. I can't I, even I, afford I, I one think that's, kid. I think it's 18 dependents, but that's right. There's 19 in total. It's a big after, family. After six, stop counting, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. Jesus. There'd be, there'd be little kids in there. They go, okay, is that, is that one of ours? What's your name again? <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, look, you guys, our listeners, thank you. You have been terrific so far. No, you have. I spoke with Rob this afternoon as we record. It's 21 July, and the total is now just nudging 3,800, and we haven't weighed in so far. Their target, of course, is 5,000. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. So this uh, this little gem cost one of our listeners at The Hostage with a double S on Twitter. Uh, 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, wonderful man he is. And he oh, tweeted I, up. I oh, well, he didn't tweet up, but he's, he's left this little message. Apart from CBC Co-Craft Beer which is our sponsor. Yes. All craft beer is fruity-flavoured slop and should not be drunk by adults under any circumstances. Drink real beer only, he says. What a <laughs> fine sentiment. I like the implication that children should be drinking it. That's good. <laughs> oh, it's a mandarin sour. It's basically a Fanta. No, no, Johnny, it's not. Put the beer down. So, look, we've had a fair few anonymous uh, donations come in, which is fantastic. Thank you, anonymous people, not in the 4chan sense. We've also had a huge one from Arlo Enemark, otherwise known as Watermelon Boy, who not only made our theme but also shared the fundraiser around his mates and generally is just brilliant. Um very good friend of the podcast. Just another thank you for the theme as well. Everyone, showing Watermelon Boy some love. Daniel Nino uh, threw in some money and wants us to look further into the blatant misappropriation of an Indigenous artwork for the No campaign, which we'll try and have a look at probably in a premium. Jen Mirko, classic friend of the podcast. Mariam McQueen, Kate Carr, Paul Dejan, and Susan Brush and Jeremy Savage. They are recent ones that just came through. Tim Fall Tales, they've weighed in, as have many real friends of the podcast. Gerg in Western Australia, Andrew McBeard in Tasmania, and thank you and thank you to all our donors so far we have others we will get you in uh, all good time but uh, yeah yes, look, we really we're appreciate still it we're rolling out yeah, we've got to uh, make a list match, of you and all. Joel will match the biggest donation on the uh, on his GoFundMe for this, uh, up to $500. Yeah, we're at 300 now. The so, biggest yeah. so far is Andrew in WA who wrote, let's get this done, CRP, that's us. Parole this guy, that's Joe, give him a break. Good, good folks deserve a break more than Pete Evans' craggy ass face neck 
Bones. I didn't know what it meant, but I like the passion. I just love the passion behind it. It was really good. And that was 300 bucks. So I'm definitely on the hook for 300 bucks. If you guys feel like making that worse for me, um, then feel free to uh, nudge that dollar figure upwards. And yeah, I will match it. Um, I will match it. And basically, you guys gave me the money anyway. So um, it's a circular economy. Isn't that great? So look, you know, at the end of the day, you can go to our socials for details. It's all on there. Um, We'll put in the show notes as well. And we'll get that house built for Joe and his family of 900 at this point. Is it 18? 18. Just 18. 18. Just 18. 18? Joe and 18 makes 19. And uh, yeah, and also what a fine sentiment from Western Australia, Andrew. Uh, Yes, You know, just really, really lovely. Um, Yeah, um, yeah, I've got my thoughts. And uh, a beautiful segue because Pete has been uncancelled finally. Uncancelled. Yes, the, the cracks has turned up on Kyle and Jackie O. Just don't mention the Nazis or COVID or vaccines yeah. or infanticidal death soups he popped into cookbooks. Uh-huh. Pete's back and he's craggier than ever. Yeah, it was such a shit interview. We'll cover it in detail later on. Fuck me, I lost time on that. And let's let's take an opportunity to thank our sponsors who have kept me lubricated throughout the last little while, even through the break, with fine ale. Not that the hostage would like it, but this one is actually a fruity one. So he is right. Well, it's a rooty one <laughs> because this is a delicious <laughs> CB Coberti ginger beer. And Ooh, it uh, sounds awful. Oh, man, ginger beer is the fucking best. And I've also got one of the, lo- the lovely apple ciders in the fridge waiting for me, which is lovely. Now, I have run out of their other deliciousnesses, um, which is fair enough. And it's absolutely not fruity beers, my friend. And I will challenge Mr. Hostage to have a CBCO IPA and tell me that's fruity. That is a grassy West Coast IPA, motherfucker. You well, will did, cry. To be fair, he did exempt CBCCO from his... Uh, they did. He did. Yeah. From his, yeah. <laughs> from his sledge of, uh, of all craft beers. I think he did that to make me not just say, uh, I'm sorry, but we cannot broadcast that. We have sponsor issues. Yeah, he did that. He did that. <laughs> Bless. I like it. It's time for this. The Condition Release Program's weekly news. There you go. <laughs> The Commonwealth Games have been cancelled. Oh. Not uncancelled like Pete Evans, but actually cancelled. 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 Unbelievable. Postponed. Un- unbelievable. This country's stuffed. Mate, it's going to the dogs. It is. nowhere worse than in Victoria. <laughs> it's just tragic. I mean, Dan Andrews has once again done his best to destroy Victoria. He's doing fucking great. And not only to destroy Victoria as a state, but as a concept. As, mm. a, as an earthly realm. Conceptual Victoria. Mm. Exactly. That's, you know, he, he's, he's, he's going for the jugular on this one. So I spent the last three years sort of champing at the bit, waiting for my next hit of women's shot put, and I've been fucking robbed. I was going to go there, man. I was going to go and watch the women's <laughs> shot put because it's my favourite sport ever. I'll talk about the quality of the sports shortly. But <laughs> here's a quote. This is because, the cancellation that is, that's the this, this is because Victoria is broke. I know. We're a failed state and it's because of the incompetence of this government. Yes. So Victoria is not only like it's broke, but it's also a failed state. So we're putting Victoria next to Rwanda in the sort of global uh, rankings. not a a failed state. Is Rwanda a failed state? No, no. I'm almost certainly Rwanda was considered a failed state at some point. No, Uh, at some point. Fact check to home. Yeah. But look, this hot take isn't actually from Cookers. You'd expect that to be from fucking Telegram. But that was from our very own elected Senator Jane Hume on what is a bizarre outburst on Sunrise. They just roll her out to say dumb shit. It's fucking embarrassing. So Claire O'Neill 
I'm really starting to really like Claire O'Neill uh, after the comments on uh, Donald Jr. Minister for Home Affairs and I'd say voice of reason here responded with this. Could I just call out, I think there's a bit of hyperventilating going on. Yes. I mean, if we're calling Victoria a failed state, let's just get a grip here. That is absolutely ridiculous. Uh-huh. We live in an amazing state that is going great guns. Uh-huh. And Hume interjected, we're broke, Claire, we're broke. <laughs> I'd like to have a night out at the casino with her. Uh, <sighs> O'Neill laughed, saying it was absolutely crazy and adding, mm-hmm. if the problem is we're broke, I'm not sure how you can advocate that the Victorian government should have spent $7 billion on something that was projected to cost $2.6 billion. That's mm. where it always comes back to. It's like the cookers are always like, I need you to fix my potholes and you're not spending enough money and I'm really angry, but you also don't have enough money and you're in heaps of debt and you spend too much money. And you're like, okay, you shut up. But Jane, you're a senator. Be better. Yeah, look, Be they're better. out there milking it. Now, look, it was, it, I'm not sure that it was a very, very good idea in the first place. The idea was to was to take the Commonwealth Games regional. Mm. Let's uh, have the four by one hundred meter sprint, nya or yeah. Maui. Um, but yeah, Gippsland was uh, was in there. Ballarat, Bendigo. We're going to have stadia built, and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense no. and there's also accommodation for more than 5,000 athletes easy in Melbourne not so easy in regional Australia yeah you know yeah. <clears throat> it, it is it, there's definitely fuck ups here there really is there's definitely fuck ups here yeah and look it is one of those deals that political scientists talk about where a government lacks an effective opposition it is prone to becoming lazy and a little bit dodgy. <laughs> and while the Victorian Liberal Party remains a shameful disgrace to routinely nod and nudge the far-right fringe dwellers, their unelectability is bad for the functions of government. We need them to be better so we can all be better. Not many Victorians could give fuck one about the Commonwealth Games. True. Well, they do Bes- now. <laughs> Be- <laughs> Some of them do. Besides the middle distance runners from Eastern Africa and the Jamaicans on the track, yeah, yeah. the swimming is mainly Australians, we Canadian and the Brits. The rest get pulled out of the water before they drown. Hey, 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 hey. You've got someone over there drowning. I'm doing it for King Charles. Now, what this experience has shown is the relative, uh, the relevant minister, Deputy Premier Jacinta Allen, is a long way from her brief. I mean, she's the minister for delivering. That's uh, that's what a that's what a portfolio was called. Ooh. Minister for Commonwealth Games Delivery. Ooh. You gotta ask yourself, do you still have a job? No. <laughs> Not entirely sure that you do. Reshuffle. Um, but uh, but from all reports, uh, Dan was in went in China on the media free trip uh, just in March and was talking was talking um, you know basically bragging a, a bit about his ability or the state's ability to hold these sort of big things. So somewhere between there and now, Jacinta Allen has got the abacus out and gone. Ooh, that's a bit much. <laughs> And politically, it looks like a shambles because it is. I mean, yeah. if the Commonwealth Games project was this badly managed, then it screams the question, what else is going to the shit house in Victoria? Well, it's not a failed state. Let's just put it that way. No, that's, that's all just, that bad. There's your, there's your crazy rhetoric going on yeah, there. Yeah, and, and it's fucking dumb. And that sort of doomsday stuff, if you say it long enough, actually becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. Sri really Lanka became very close to, to, to being, becoming, a, Sri Lanka, to becoming a, a failed state late last year, but it didn't. I mean, a failed state is where really someone has to come in and help. Yeah, um, it's a uh, bad situation. 
where you can't feed your people and all your services collapse, etc. Yeah, and you so you can't you get a latte Rwanda. on Ligon Street because all the electricity's out. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's inhumane. It's hell. It's, it's hell. It's hell. <laughs> Commonwealth Games list hell. God Victoria. damn you, Dan. Oh, I was going to have such a nice morning and you ruined it. Uh, yeah, so basically the Victorian economy is fine. Uh, this is dumb. Uh, Victoria just occasionally – look, Tasmania's going great guns because basically the, the poor are being stomped on them and rich people are moving down there. But, like, realistically, Victoria is in the top states. I checked it out, had a look around, and generally speaking, they well, shuffle around rate. third, um, fourth place. You know, they're, they're doing okay, right? It's got some big debt. It's got some big debt over it. Has, it has got big debt. But the thing is, is they haven't been fucking privatizing assets for the last decade. No. So New, New South Wales has less debt, but the less debt they have is not quite the gap between the debt they have, yeah, which is something like $30 billion less than Victoria, to and the debt. fucking poles and wires that they sold off to the fucking Chinese. So, <clears throat> but look, when it comes to the decision itself, even the Victorian Chamber of Commerce have come out in support of cancelling the games. You know, the famously pro-Labour Party oh, yeah. Chamber of fucking Commerce. Mainly mainly communists in the Chamber of Commerce, yeah. I mean, look, this is basically like the CFMEU coming out endorsing Liberals on a decision. Um, it is... Are quite a serious thing. So it's just bizarre that the Libs, who are the Chamber of Commerce elected, would not only politicise this, but make it to this to be a sign of a failed state. It's a bit fucking much. I mean, come well, on, yeah, man. I mean, but you know, you know, politics going to politic, you know, and yeah, and, yeah. and you know they're going to try and make some make some uh, make some headway out of this. But every time that the Victorian Liberals chirp up. It's a reminder just how hopeless they are. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. Just how and what an un- unelectable rabble they are. Yeah, every time they they uh, they <laughs> shoot their gobs off, and that's when they're not trying to stab each other in the back. It's very very true. Look, one thing that I do really appreciate, which I now don't appreciate because I'm very confused about, is the fact that I swear to God on ABC News. I saw that John Pseudo said that this was an omni-shambles, which is a reference to a fantastic word made by, in the thick of it, Malcolm Tucker. Yes. But I looked it up on Google and I could not find any record of him saying it. So, Pseudo, Uh, either you said omni-shambles and I think you're cool, or you didn't and you're still a wanker. I was going to correct you that that that, that word has actually now entered the the, the uh, Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, trust me, I Googled all of this before as I was going to write all this for Pseudo, and then I was like, hold on, you haven't said this. Fuck. Anyway, look, it is really understandable. People in the sporting community are disappointed. You know, Grant Hackett was like, oh, I watched it when I was young and I was going to beat a record and Karen Perkins fucking whatever. But- the other thing is, is that we dominate the Commonwealth Games. So while we don't really give a fuck about it, because the Yanks out there taking all the gold medals, we watch that every now and then. We're like, oh, what's the Commonwealth Games? Oh, fuck, we're killing it. Oh, that's right. We're yeah. a good country. We're not a failed state. We're awesome. So look, that <laughs> we're, is the we're better. Than, we're better than Rwanda at at the shot put. It is. It's great. It's basically saying we are better than some of the world. And that's really good. That's very, very proud. But you see, unsurprisingly, because it's Dan Andrews, the cooker community has managed to clutch their pearls and prepare their nooses after this devastating announcement mm-hmm. simply made. The only reason why it was made was to make Victorians sad. That's yeah. what Dan does. He just upsets Victoria. So Dave O'Neags, known for being clever, chimed in with this. All in caps, folks. Commonwealth Games cancelled in Victoria. There's a little AU and a kind of, what is that? What is that emoji? It's like a symbol of a It's an eye roll emoji. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He goes on to say, this guy is like a never-ending nightmare for Victoria and Australia as a whole. 
Is this Australia Hall or is it <laughs> more of a mountain? Anyway, maybe this will be one of the final nails in his coffin. Mate, yeah. he's just got re-elected. Re-elected? Not re-elected. November last year, he increased his majority. He's the only premier or political leader in recent political history, and I had, I'd have to go back to maybe Balti in the 50s and 60s to see – uh, this is a guy who's increased his majority in three subsequent. And one, first was got elected, then increased his majority two times. I, I Bob Carr didn't do that. Uh, I can't think of anyone. Neville Rand didn't do that. <clears throat> I just can't think of anyone who's done that. And and, and he did that for increased his majority for the second time in November 24, 2022. Yeah, it was, idiot it was recent and it was big. Got 55% of the two-party preferred. Yeah, 55. Um, that's pretty big. Got basically double the amount of seats than the Vic Libs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it is a coffin, it's one of those nice ones, you know, one of the ones the gangsters buy, you know, yeah, yeah, the nice expensive on ones. Yeah. yeah, gold-plated, pretty fucking sweet. And the other theory that's going around, which I didn't see coming, surprisingly, on my radars off, is the Commonwealth itself is under threat. And, of course, Dan knows this because everything in the conspiracy world is planned. Nothing just happens. That's right. It's all planned. That's right. The Commonwealth is disappearing. Yes. Well, Michelle said this one, basically declaring that Dan is too woke for the monarchy. This is is her comment. Well, he killed killed the Queen, who was already dead, but then killed her again when he cancelled the Commonwealth. No, Michelle didn't didn't say say that. That Uh, That, that was you because we are also cookers. I wonder... She said, if it's more to do with not recognising the oppressive Commonwealth in these woke times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm. that was it. It was a There's protest against there, the monarchy. Which is the finger on the, or the hands on the chin. The from- noggin joggin emoji. Mm. Yeah, fucked. So we've got another hot take on the same vein from KT Girl. It is because we won't have a Commonwealth. Okay. Now, here's, cool. where, here's where I'm getting a little bit confused about all this. I did see this with great amusement. And I think <laughs> the cookers are looking at Australia as the Commonwealth of Australia mm-hmm. rather than the Commonwealth of Nations, mm-hmm. the former British colonies, uh-huh. now, now euphemistically called uh, the Commonwealth of Nations. Several and that's what I think they're doing. They're actually confusing the Commonwealth of Australia, which is a Commonwealth of States and Territories, with the Commonwealth, uh, with the Commonwealth Group of Nations, which are all, as I say, former British protectorate colonies, and we would stay in and continue to dominate if we were to become a republic. You would still be attending the Commonwealth Games. You'd turn I mean, up. if they survive, I mean, you're going to have to wonder whether these things, Durban uh, in South Africa, cancel them. I mean, South Africa is a republic. Okay, yeah. and and they still participate in the the Commonwealth Games. They are part of Chogham, the Commonwealth. No, well, the, the Commonwealth Group of Nations. Yeah. And I think cookers are looking at this and they remember their old $2 notes that used to say Commonwealth <laughs> of Australia on them and going, this is Australia. Australia is being destroyed because of the, the Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games. Are we going to have to dismantle the Commonwealth Bank? Or, this- indeed, they were thinking maybe the Commonwealth of Australia has the Commonwealth Games where Australians compete against each other. I like that. And we could maybe just, like, shoot them all at the end. Great. So, uh, look, the wokeness hasn't ended here, though, because you see, these woke forces of Victorian government, they are, well, Dan Andrews specifically, are yeah. about to overturn the monarchy and turn us into a big gay woke republic um, because, I don't know, maybe Michelle has decided so. Anyway, yeah. look, 
the fine folks at Project Matilda came out with this fairly bizarre statement. There's a red siren emoji here. There is. That shows urgency. And I'm a little bit scared reading this. Yeah. The Daniel Andrews government has reportedly dropped a $2.6 billion bomb on regional Victoria (laughs) with the Commonwealth Games scrapped. Yeah, okay. Cool. So, when are they using cluster munitions? When are they yeah, been exactly? Approved? And there's one more line. Put this dickhead behind bars. Yeah. So I'm just gonna have to break that down. So apparently we're calling a funding package a bomb. So uh, funding the regions is somehow, um, yeah, cluster munitions. Okay. Cool. Let's not focus on that. That's really dumb. Also quite manipulative. But. You see, this is the issue. interesting thing here. Cancelling the Commonwealth Games is now apparently a serious indictable offence. Now, I'm not sure where in the Crimes yeah. Act that is. Uh, I'm not sure what the jail term is. It's up the back is. there somewhere. It's, yeah. got some, it's got some pretty serious penalties. Well, I'd be very surprised if Project Matilda weren't talking shit um, about randomly putting a premier in jail for uh, cancelling an event. So I'm there sure is, there's a there legal basis There is some money going into regional Australia, in regional Victoria, I should say. I'm sorry, uh, Jack, you mean a bomb? <laughs> there are bombs going it, into regional Australia. They, they, are, they, they are sending bombs. They, they're bombing first, and then they're going to fund a bit of a rebuild. I mean, well, yeah, that. exactly. It's you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> have you been to Wandong lately? It, <laughs> it needs a good bombing. Tell you really, what, if you nuke the desert up. and make a glass foundation, you could actually start building on it. So um, there is that. Anyway, that's dumb. So mm. this is my favorite. I'm definitely leaving the best to last, which is. Maria Z, Guys. she will have the last word in this segment on the cancellation, well, the last word of the fucking cookers at least, on the cancellation of the games. Get your brain around this. Ooh, here we go. The 2026 Commonwealth Games are being cancelled due to unnecessary use of quotation marks, funding issues. They air quotes, Close, sure. close, unnecessary quotation marks. These people have no problem funding anything. If they wanted to triple funding, oh, we got some bad grammar there. If they wanted to triple funding <laughs> for child genital mutilation, they could as early as today. What's today? Right I, now. I, I have questions, but I'll move on. What is the government <laughs> expecting in 2026 that would mean the Commonwealth Games would not go ahead? Well, I've got to say, folks, a WTF. And that's not about trade. WTF, folks, the moment I saw the games being cancelled, my first thought was, well, there'll still be plenty of money to be hacking around the genitals of the youngsters. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, like, realistically, when it comes down to what's it. What's a thing? What, what, what's a, what, what is it? Is it um, uh, circumcision? Is she I'm bothered by that? I'm guessing this is gender-affirming care um, in the form um, of surgery. So apparently children are having their genitals mutilated by the Victorian government. Happen. It doesn't happen. Oh, it does not happen. Uh, uh, that that kind of corrective surgery doesn't occur until you're 18 anywhere in Australia. That's outrageous. See, my child has been waiting for well, his genitals to be mutilated. DIY, get down to Bunnings, get yourself something nice and no, sharp. Dan and, will personally come to your house and do it for you. <laughs> He'll call himself Dr. Dan and wear scrubs. But that's no weirder than the suspended Dr. William Bay wearing scrubs with his little name embroidered on it. So, All you know. I know is I want to know what Maria C- Z thinks about circumcision. Uh, yeah, probably not a lot, um, uh, but uh, yeah, 
I mean, that is literally questions, general mutilation. Questions, Joe, questions that demand answers. Maybe, oh, fuck, maybe there's an anti-Semitic, oh, that's man. That's where I was going with it, you know? Oh, that's where I was going with it. child genital mutilation is a yeah, Jew thing. You know, you know who does no, that? No, no, I you think You know who does that as a ritual? I think it's gender-affirming care, um, but I think fuck, you're probably right. That is 5D chess if that's an anti-Semitic slur. I'll be so impressed. That's like the most covert Nazi gravy I've seen ever. Anyway, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, this whole idea, I mean, that that, that, that kids who go through um, gender reaffirming um, um, treatment can just basically have surgical gender reassignment in their, when they're 14, 15, 16, 17. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. It simply does not happen in And it's Australia. ridiculous to say it does. And even then, I think there probably are, like, the, the balance between restriction, things like that, is a conversation needs to be had which should be take a lot more care in the fact that a lot of trans kids who can't access this kind of care kill themselves. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to go on this. This not the episode for it, but Maria Z, We've you're either a Nazi or a fuckhead or both. I'm going with both. But either way, yeah, that could be. Like, anyway, yeah, she's going after the um, the bris, the classic bris. The bris. <laughs> well, I, for one, I'm glad my parents my weren't car. Jewish. Here's I my love car. my foreskin. So- this is the issue. I reckon the blowout basically comes down to the fact it was a mismanagement because they said, let's make this regional and that costs a lot of money. And then they went, shit, that does cost a lot of money. Probably should have thought about that and then backflipped yeah. like fuck. And I mean, did, really? I mean, look, certainly the minister responsible should have been across this a lot earlier than she was. Yeah. That, that seems to be at face value the problem here, but it may well be there. And when, well, we're going to get through the next election. We're not going to cancel anything. And Dan wants to go to China and we'll talk about it. It, 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 it. You know, Dan was talking about this week by, by it sort of almost like it, was, it had just come across his desk. Yeah. Now, maybe and that's true, maybe that's not. Look, but- there were a lot of very last-minute announcements and a lot of, like, you know, late notice. The Commonwealth Games really pissed off about not knowing about this announcement in the first place. You know, look, when it comes down to it, the previous Commonwealth Games in 2006 in Melbourne cost the state $1.44 billion, and that was a shocking overblow. You get, but yeah, you get it, no you get no bang for your buck on this. Maybe in an Olympics, but not. But then again, look, in this situation, there was a 7,000-person athletes village, and it was repurposed into commercial housing in a sort of inner-city area that needed revitalization, apparently. And, yeah, like there are a few lefties who got really pissed off because it was apparently parkland. It sounded like shit parkland. It sounded like basically where people go and like sort of fuck and buy drugs. But really, now <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a it's a – Sustained, sustainable, you're a, you're a city, well-built job. place. The 5,000-person 5, 5, athletes' village, and that's, yeah, there's 5,000 athletes, so there's, there's another 2,000 officials. Support, but yeah. When you're doing this in regional Australia, it's like, mm, hello, and we, we're not going to be able to repurpose this. Yeah, the ROI is tricky, but that being said, you've got a lot of situations where people who are migrants are being forced to work in the regions um, in shitty jobs like aged care and picking fruit and stuff like that, and they need places to stay, and the um, unemployment rate is so fucking low, and that is causing a lot of curry. So, look, I think there was a lot of very good stuff that could happen out of this, and I'm not going to give Dan a free pass here because while I think the cancelling of games is the right thing to do, we were cancelling his version of the games that decided to take the goal, the games to the regions, and that was incredibly aspirational and clearly unaffordable. What I yeah. can say, I, I think we can both agree on, is that the games were not cancelled to free up funds for child genital mutilation. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. Not unless Probably it's a not. DIY thing. And, well, I mean, that's yeah. how you save money on this. I mean, you, that's that's outsourcing <laughs> to the private sector, isn't it? 
<laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, it is. And good, it makes good economic sense. It does. Uh, it does. Yeah, Milton so, Friedman would be so proud. So, look, and we can – and, and that's true. So in the end, it was a money-saving exercise. It's probably a, a bit of a sign that a government without any sort of effective opposition is starting to get a bit lazy, starting to, to drop the ball a little bit. Um, but the decision itself wasn't you know, was the right thing to do, except that it killed yeah. the Queen again and has made <laughs> Australia a laughing stock to the entire world who have never heard of the Commonwealth Games. And would never go, even if they did. Where's the shot put going to be now? So let's move on to the ACMA misinformation bill, which oh, has set the cookerverse on fire. They are up in arms over this, as they say, proposed combating misinformation and disinformation bill mm-hmm. 2023. Yeah, it's in a preliminary phase called an exposure draft. So Early there's days. been legislation drafted mm-hmm. and then sent out to the community, uh, mm-hmm. community for reconsideration. Oh, yes, it has. It gives us an idea of what will be in the bill, and uh, but they are taking public submissions to guide to the eventual black letter law. Yes. That's right, public submissions. The public you know, Who are the public? Those, those <laughs> fucking terrible people. Believe me, people yeah. in government just go, oh, fuck, not the fucking not public, the public again. We do not want the public. We love democracy. We have Anyway, no, no, these things are important. It's actually a really important part of the process. It is, it to, is, to, to, usually. To throw this open. So yeah. it goes without saying that the link to the submission page is all over Telegram. They're fucking Cookers like crazy. are going to be putting in their two cents on this one. Oh, yeah. Those two cents are going to go for a long, long time. And look, I would imagine they mostly be ignored. Uh, there's probably like a bit of a AI, uh, like, you know, sort of uh, rule on their inbox, just send to trash if it says anything about corporations, if it says anything about nanobots. No, they will publish them. No, no. No, they, they will. They will. They yeah, will. They, they will publish them. No, you, and that you'll is, be that able is a to see process. on the APH website the submissions from everyone and, there, and there'll be some fucking classics. And oh, we'll actually go and pick a few out. Oh, you know, we, we will. Because yeah. there'll just be ones that just go, get fucked, you cunts. Yeah, and- I am. I think the better ones are going to be the really delusional ones where they really create just like an alternate universe where like, you know, for some reason someone is now choosing that we can only use toilet paper every second day and that, you know, we're not allowed to use nouns anymore and like just some fucked stupid like that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to those submissions though because I think they're going to be very, very funny. At the end yeah, of the day. it's going to be hugely funny. Those submissions and we will gonna- be pulling them out, listeners. We will be pulling them out and reading <laughs> Absolutely, because for our mutual amusement, the irony of these submissions are going to be submissions that legitimately prove why the bill and its purpose is entirely warranted, and that is the irony of it all. Yeah, because as they That's sit it. there fuming into their keyboards, the fucking bureaucrat's going to read it and go, "Oh shit, we really need to tighten up this law. We've got some big. We've got a, we've got we've a got lot to deal with here." here. We yeah. may, we may, how many disused quarries have we got and how many trucks have we got to take those people to them? No, yeah, no, we're, no. we're going to have uh, to make this criminal because... Genocide. So we yeah, won't no, talk about that. No genocide joke. Don't genocide no jokes. Genocide They'll jokes. take it seriously. They think we're like a part know, of like a shadowy cabal. And they're looking, God forbid, don't submit this to YouTube. We're <laughs> gone already. <laughs> I was actually thinking we shouldn't upload this episode to YouTube because it's got the most fucked keywords in it. Like I wrote a, like a huge mega freedom thing. And honestly, it is just one big, hey, YouTube... Hey, YouTube, um, we're cookers. Like, they're just going to take it down straight away. 
<laughs> anyway, I probably will leave this off YouTube because I can't be bothered with strikes. No, nah, let's not do it. The public submissions will be made available in tranches after August, and you better believe we're going to find some good ones for you. We'll be pulling them out and <laughs> read them on a premium. I will read them everywhere. This is going to. There will be some belters. There I'm will be belters, snapping yeah. turtle. He's out there. He'd be hitting the keyboard hard right now. Oh yeah, he's just won against the government, so he's fucking ready. He's oh, he's pumping. He's pumping. He beat them. ACMA, for those who don't know, is the Australian Communications and Media Authority, mm-hmm. which is a funny word because they actually don't have any. But yeah. um, uh, they are a statutory body responsible. Well, they do have a little bit. We'll talk about that. They, they do have a little bit of responsibility. They are a statutory body responsible for regulating broadcasting and online content. Their remit includes telecommunications and are responsible for the do not call register, you know, and, and getting spam calls and what have you. Yeah. They also, they also uh, actually oversee gaming advertising jobs. Yeah, they do. Yep. Um, yep. There's heaps I of stuff they do. I sought their advice on, on a matter many years ago and uh, um, and uh, they, they responded uh, oh, and they said we can't help you go and get some legal advice they can help you <laughs> uh, but if you th- <laughs> and, and it turned out if I had have done this particular form of advertising I was subject to a $200,000 fine oh good uh, anyway they also run a register for people to report child sexual abuse material mm-hmm. uh, and work with international bodies to take down the content and prosecute the people involved so they're yep. with the Australian Federal Police in that, in that regard there's a whole consortium of international organisations really it's quite impressive actually as you can imagine Cookers aren't including this in the discourse all about the child sex uh, stuff uh, because they're they're just pushing the disinfo bill uh, <clears throat> and may hesitantly agree that freedom of speech does indeed have limits. You yeah, know? child when it comes sexual to abuse fiddling, material. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. Well, maybe we should just have that. Yeah, so we could all have freedom. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if I want that freedom, Jack. But yeah, that's cool. No, that's fine. So look, that is an extreme example, kind of taking the piss here. But it is also to show that the ACMA, ACMA, they're not completely fucking useless. I mean, they already regulate online content also to a certain extent, and they do. They regulate kitty fiddling material. So let's not forget the fact they're already doing this to things that I think we can all agree are pretty bad. Inserting brain worms into idiots' heads. Also bad, not as bad as child sex abuse control, to be fair. Now, there are plenty of existing codes of conduct out there that nobody cares about. You don't even know. Did you know that there was a rule saying that you aren't allowed to broadcast content that supports terrorism? Because that's in the Broadcasting Services Act. There was an amendment. Wait, 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 just a minute, Joel. You mean I can't promote terrorism on Australian television? I know, it's fucking un-Australian, isn't it? It's it's killing my freedom here. It's actually across, like, basically all uh, forms of media. So, yeah, you're really... You're stumped on that one. So, look, this bill basically seeks to expand their powers to create codes of conduct with industry to increase regulation on disinformation because, realistically, they don't have much holding them back, and we've kind of noticed that. But it's not like they're creating this sort of random Ministry of Truth, sort of like how the Biden White House did. didn't last long. But no. cookers on Telegram are obviously comparing the two because they haven't looked into this. But yeah. let's look at the takes. The takes on this are pretty Predictably bad. I don't want to get too far ahead of this, but when we talk about ACMA levelling penalties, that's done through the courts, uh-huh. the federal courts. Anyway, cooker lawyers, <laughs> and there are many, as we know, are claiming that the bill will result in massive civil and criminal penalties 
for anyone who publishes disinformation, which is, of course, by their definition, just anything the government doesn't like. That's absolutely not how this is going to play out. It's not. And, and we're going to go through this. This, this. this is something that needs to be handled with great care because you don't want to be placing restrictions on what people can uh, say on their Facebook pages totally. and, and those yeah. sorts of things. No, but, totally. Especially uh, if there were criminal sanctions involved. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and they are essentially criminal sanctions in terms well, of some of the civil the civil actions. We'll get to it in a sec, but, the, but yeah, the, we'll get the criminal it. aspect is actually a very minute part of the bill um, and very bureaucratic. Um, and I'm not sh- quite sure why that's a criminal conviction. There's probably a legal reason for it. Um, but uh, as these fucking hysterical wankers are going on about, no one's going to jail. So shut up. Which is up. a shame because uh, I, I for one, would like to see Malcolm Roberts behind bars. Maria Z would be incredible in jail. She would own she, that place. She would end up, yeah, she would end up running it. She's a boss bitch. She would fucking take that place over. She'd probably yeah. be like, I'm not leaving. I'm making too much money in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll have to murder a guard and stay I here. dislike her immensely, but I also respect her in a fucking massively dark way because well done her. Anyway, look, this draft bill stipulates the offending conduct, content must contain information that is false, misleading, or deceptive, yes. which is abs- sort of subjective until you test it. I mean, like, let's face it. This is what you guys said on, like, Two Jacks. Some things are ambiguous. But using a platform to say, for example, that the COVID-19 vaccine contains nanobots, which will kill you in about three years, that's bullshit. Yeah. You don't need to be like, oh, but there's a Ministry of Truth deciding. No, that's bullshit. It's straight out bullshit, yeah. Or it's something like... Someone questions the efficacy of vaccines or provides, you know, sort of counter opinions and things like that. That's not going to pass what is a fairly low bar here. That's mm. not going to become some sort of indictable disinformation as they try to claim. And even then, the content itself is not liable to be removed by ACMA. That's not how this works. So they're not even censoring content. Yeah. The content must also be reasonably likely. This is in the draft bill. Must also be reasonably likely, that is the reasonable test, likely to cause or contribute to serious harm. That's serious is the key word here. That's the one. bill placing a high bar to satisfy this element. So something that is measurable. Serious right? harm. Cookers serious are ignoring harm. this because it does nothing for their tyranny narrative. But Ooh, check essentially, the but essentially this means the post not only has to say that there's nanobots in the jab, using that example, but also to inspire someone to go and do something about it incitement, if you will, like harass doctors and politicians on the basis of the disinfo, something, again, that is measurable. Not only incitement, but something along the lines of injecting bleach to cure COVID. Donald Trump. That's harm. He's he's, he's in the the federal court. He's going to have to (laughs) take a couple hundred hundred large of him. Yeah, Um, he's naughty. But that's the thing, something that's measurable. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Serious harm will follow. I mean, we shouldn't need a law for that, should we? We shouldn't but, need a law for this. This is where we find ourselves. But here we are. Here we th- are. We're just a fucking rolling, ro- rolling social media, just just replete with disinformation. We live in a fucking strange time, and that's the thing. Like, this is the thing that ma- makes Cookers so upset right now. It seems because this is exactly what they do. That's right. They, they say this insane shit. They pull out of their ass. They incite idiots to be angry because that gets them more clicks. To go out and cause trouble on the basis of this anger they've inspired, which is on the back of this bullshit they've been served online by these narcissistic grifting fucks, these talking heads 
are terrified of this law because it's making what they do, which is criminal as fuck, mm. now potentially, you know, sanctionable. Good. So you've got yeah. these situations where you put people doing weird shit to themselves, injecting bleach, giving themselves fucking, you know, enemas and things. This should stop. Hey, let's not get into, you know, my recreational. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm not here to kink shame. I'm just saying <laughs> that if you give your kid a fucking bleach enema because you think it will get rid of their autism. Because the you have read you that, disinformation. Exactly. Uh, that, that's been published on social media or in some other form. Yeah. Then and I'm not that kidding. That is a measurable that harm. That is a fucking serious harm. Traumatizing a child by flushing out their ass with bloody chemicals because you think it's going to make them more verbal, you fucking psychos. Anyway, so this is the kind of thing that gets my goat going. So these guys are angry at the fact that, you know, their freedom of speech is being harmed. I'm mm -hmm. annoyed by the fact that these issues are causing harm. So, yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that, right? But everyone should agree that you shouldn't flush kids' ass because they've got autism, all right? Anyway, so the definition of harm, this also does include hatred against any group in Australian society based on the base of race, sexual orientation, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to do the full legislation. It takes fucking ages. But you can see this is going to be another issue for those who push hatred and bigotry on social media, like all of them who punch down on trans people yeah. and create anti-Semitic fucking tropes like it's nothing. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing again, that. again, we're looking at a measurable instance that may lead to harm. That That's is right. physical assaults uh, on, let's say, trans people. That's right. Like having a bunch of sketchy Maronites from Western it, Sydney it, it, it walking around Newtown. It gets Fucking very difficult people. to prosecute. And we'll talk about ACMA and the number of prosecutes, prosecutions they conduct every year. And it's a very, very small number right now. Yep. And, that, and that includes things like gaming ads running at the wrong time yep. uh, or in the wrong place. Which would be mostly mistakes, I imagine. Yeah. And, and generally they are and they're taken down. And so, but they'll still have to be, they'll still have to go through a process and either pay a fine willingly or go through the federal court. Yeah, basically. So look. This is going to pose a problem for those who incite problematic behavior on the base of disinformation. Tough they shit. push racism, they push transphobia, and it's on the back of complete horse shit, which is usually imported from the US. It sets a very high bar to pass this, that serious harm test, which will be established more clearly in future judgments if the pill passes. With this sort of language of, okay, what is serious harm? Well, a judge, federal court judge, I'm guessing, you know, on the circuit or maybe in the high court, whatever, they will begin to define this serious harm bar yep. and we will then start to understand what serious harm is. Based on causation. Really Based on causation rather than correlation or coincidence. I absolutely yeah. think that would be the case. Um, yeah. Otherwise, rare, 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 right? It would be very fucking rare. You'll have to work really hard. But the thing is, people like Maria Z, they do work really hard on spreading disinformation that is genuinely harmful in the community and she's going to either have to fucking <laughs> get her out together or get the fuck hey. out. We'll be we'll be dropping a little line to ACMA every now and then, Joel. Hey guys, well, how are we yeah. doing there? How's your Monday? Happy Monday, happy Monday, <laughs> ACMA. Uh, yeah, look, nah, I'm not going to snitch, not yet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Long way, long way to go. ACMA will oversee a code of conduct for digital publishers, but if this doesn't satisfy their requirements, an industry standard may be implemented. So basically, the code of conduct is like, hey, I reckon you guys should do this, and if you do that, that'd be really cool. And then they're like, oh, yeah, sure, no worries. But then they don't really do it. And then Aqua's like, you didn't really do it, did you? And they're like, oh, we kind of did it, but we, we kind of did. And, and then like, John went 
went on holidays and, and yeah, then- and then like and like it was really hard and people got upset <laughs> and like you know and I got like a horse's head in my bed and I was really upset. That happens when you know the industry standard comes in and if you fuck with that, then you know potential civil. And the criminal penalties, which really don't exist, they're on the back end of yeah, that. Yeah, we're talking about fines. Look, the bill establishes a power to require record keeping. This is from social media platforms, right? Mm-hmm. And are empowered to request this information. But also so us as well, that, I think. That upsets social media companies, right? Yeah, it'll Be- fuck with them, yeah. Because they've got to hire people to do this. Yes. I mean, they should be able to store the data and, you know, all the posts. We've got a Google Drive, you know. If they want something, we can cough it up. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Mm. Yeah, show us your show us your warrant. Anyway, yeah, fucking uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, look, so, so so basically, that's what they're doing. And criminal sanctions may apply to people that are deceptive or withhold records. Yeah, that's that's a thing. That is basically, a thing. they'll get subpoenaed to present records, and they turn up with, "A uh, dog ate my homework." Oh, sorry, I shredded it. I mean, whoops, I had a <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been going through a really difficult time. Yeah. Um, or, or, or just turn up with and just start talking bullshit. Yeah, Otherwise, there appears no other crim- criminal sanctions are applicable here. The it's penalty not, not is 100 penalty units. Let's bear this in mind. One penalty unit is currently $275. It, it varies. It goes up. Yeah, it, it goes, goes, up. goes Never goes down. Inflation. Uh, it always goes up. One penalty unit is currently $275. So that would be 100 penalty units would be a fine of $27,500. Not about. That's that exactly, which yeah. is a lot, but the operative words here, up to. No up to. jail term mentioned in the bill. No. Damn, no political prisoners. No maximum penalty of incarceration at all. Yeah. It's just not there. So you aren't going to be locked up for posting disinformation after all, which is really ironic because everyone on Telegram is saying you're going to be locked up for posting disinformation. So that's really funny because um, the fact that cookers are saying that disinformation will take you to jail is disinformation, which is the reason why we need this bill, which is not going to put you in jail, but they will say you will because that's the disinformation that makes the whole disinformation cycle go around, around, around. Like, this is the disinformation they are so desperate to somehow protect. Why? Didn't, uh, Just didn't, don't lie. Didn't some of these cookers, well, don't some of these cookers want Dan put behind bars? Project Matilda wants Dan yes. put behind bars. Now, yes. I want everyone jailed that I like, but when it well, comes to... Just shooting their shit on social media. They reckon they should be able to do that without consequence. Yep, that's exactly it. Not only do they want uh, Dan Jail, but most of them want him hung um, or hanged. Hanged, but, uh, I think, yes, you'll find. I always yeah. keep on saying hung, and I just well, I guess that, I'm that would that would actually mean sort of putting him on a wall and uh, well, no, I'm thinking about Hunter Biden here. I'm thinking about Hunter. I'm just, just thinking about Hunter. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know. All right, let's um, move on. Let's so look, move on. Cookers love to quote the implied freedom of political communication when it comes to basically anything they do. Like, are you illegally parked in Canberra while protesting? That's constitutionally protected. No. We can go to the High Court right now. Sort yeah, that out. Yeah, you could actually illegally park in the front of that weird concrete nightmare and uh, see how you go with the uh, with the locals. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not protected. Don't understand the law. You don't understand. You don't. You don't. In fact, we have no freedom of communications, speech or otherwise, uh, in in the uh, in the constitution. No, actually, I had uh, one little sidebar on this, which is um, when I when I was uh, in maybe like year ten or something like that. I was a real arsy little prick, and I was like, I said something to a a teacher, and they got up me and I, what what about free speech? What about my free speech? And they went, you "You have none, and I was like, what? And I had to look it up. 
It was fucked. They really, like, the teacher just crushed me. You have none for two reasons. You, you don't have free speech. I'm like, what? But you do not right. have like, free no, speech because you're a child. That's well, the other one where you were I a child at that particular time. I was also and a Constitution, nothing about free speech. Nothing no. even there about a prime minister. No. No, Don't even mention um, prime ministers in our constitution. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that would just be a um, matter of um, what legislation, I guess. Fuck, I don't even know how that works. Chicken or the uh, egg, right? Well, they mentioned the executive and the leader of the executive, uh, okay, is prime yeah, minister. But out, yeah. uh, there you go. Look, the I reason- actually got a really good mark in constitutional. I got distinction, but hey, look, that didn't work out. Anyway, go on. The reasoning for the implied freedom of political communication is to ensure a properly functioning democracy. That's Section the one. seven of the constitution and twenty four cover democracy that guarantees that senators are, quote, directly chosen by the people and that the public choose the House of Representatives. The implication here found by the High Court, so this is interpreting, the High Court interpreting our constitution, is that a freedom of political communication is essential to the functioning of a participatory democracy as described in these sections of the constitution. It's not just freedom, but it's uh, a fairly qualified and narrowed implied right. Incredibly fucking narrow. Yeah. Incredibly fucking narrow. Incredibly narrow. I'm not cheerleading for that. I think we should have more freedom of speech in this country, but I think that when it comes down to it, most of what we need is defamation law reform. Um, I Uh, think that's 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 the big area, and that can be handled state and federal. That doesn't need... Referenda that doesn't need changes no. to our constitution. No, it doesn't. It just it allows. That's this is the biggest impact on freedom of speech in Absolutely. the country. It's our, the most chilling effect we have. Absurd defamation laws yeah. that that essentially protect the wealthy from yep. criticism. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, look, Joel Jamal's on the hook from um, from uh, Defo from apparently Alex Greenwich, and we'll probably look into that on a premium soon. Um, we've got to we get more of the details. Should. Yeah, it's a premium. It's a premium one that one. But when it comes down to it, he's apologised and retracted, and he's got something like twenty six thousand dollars on his uh, GoFundMe. So realistically, what happens is Joel Jamal has gone out and made a really vague plea for money for a legal fund. A whole bunch of cookers have put in money. And uh, now, I mean, he, it's not actionable, really. He's retracted and apologised. Anyway, ah, we are going... That's different. Yes, we need to... We're going very sidebar on here. Yes, we are a little... So, look, the right to platform disinformation to interfere with political discourse is the functional opposite to the intention behind the implied opposite. freedom of opposite. political communication ruling. Yeah. This is in cases we're not going to go into because it's really boring. You can look it up online. It's all over the place. At the end of the day, the idea of it is to maintain the proper function of a representative democracy. So using digital platforms to lie about politics is not a guaranteed right in the Constitution at all. It's very open to being legislated against. In fact, it is against the nature of what this fucking rule means. So, for example, if the Electoral Act was amended to have, say, a disinformation law that meant political parties could not line their advertisements, that would be constitutionally valid. Yes, but unfortunately, we have a thing called parliamentary sovereignty and the parliament's run by politicians and they are kind of lying scumbags in a lot of that ways. They do like so, to lie a little bit yeah, during a campaign. Yeah, they do a bit. So that, yeah. So look, at the end of the day, that would not limit the functioning of our representative democracy. It would do the opposite. It would actually make it a much more fair, equitable and reasonable Mm-hmm. Uh, discourse. About but they don't ever do it because that. it's politicians actually making laws about themselves. And exactly. They, and and, and, and they, can, they go, oh, well, we don't know. It sounds good, but we're looking at sort of uh, uh, unforeseen circumstances that could one day put me in the dock and when I'm not having any of that. Can't have that. So, yeah. I mean, look, let's look at an example, Joel, just, just to break away for a minute, where yep. there were some examples about this where people were basically prosecuted 
um, we're creating lies about uh, about um, political candidates. Yep. Uh, and they were ultimately sort of prosecuted under harassment type laws. Yep. But you can't come out and say this guy's a Nazi, uh, or you no. can't come out and say this guy's a, this guy's a rampant communist. Bit much. Who, who who has? I mean, you can say those things. You'll be allowed to go to get away with that, but you won't be able to say this person's a rampant communist who engaged in political crimes and persecuted people. Um, let's say, persecuted Indigenous people and sold their children off and all this sort of stuff. That would yeah, trigger insane. defamation laws too, yeah. but, it would, but, but it would also be um, uh, su- subject to oversight by this bill Absolutely. as it stands. Absolutely. And that's the thing. You know, when it comes down to the this code of conduct, the government is specifically excluded from it. They do not like legislating around themselves. I'm no, sorry. they don't. They just but, don't. Like, and we t- we've talked about this in other contexts, uh, particularly around campaign advertising, mm-hmm. and it needs to be fixed. Yep. The totally trouble right. is <laughs> those, people go, those people will say, yeah, I'm going to get involved in politics to fix things, and you get into politics and and this is one thing you should be fixing, perhaps electoral funding is another thing you should be yep. fixing, and once you get in there go, oh, I don't feel like I should be really fixing it. Oh, no, 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 that that harms my re-election strategy, doesn't there it? Yeah, go. Yeah. So, look, you know, that's just, that's the way it is. It's fucking annoying. The other thing cookers are saying is that ACMA will decide what is disinformation or misinformation, and that is partially correct. But partially. it assumes that courts don't exist, what I mentioned before. Uh-huh. Of course, they do. They do. Well, it's an absolute pain to be dragged through the courts because of a few Facebook posts. Yeah, fuck The that. idea that ACMA will unilaterally decide what can and cannot be posted online is total horseshit. I mean, and they're saying it. They're fucking all saying it. Oh, they'll be the arbiters of truth. No. They employ about 40 people. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, like they're going to externalise fact-checking to fucking ACMA. Like, no, you would never line your coffin with such nails. Anyway, so look, one issue that may arise from this is that the bill proposes that ACMA start this process by targeting publishers, say Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, etc., to basically force them to be more responsible for disinformation on their platforms. That's which they've the already tr- they've tried to do like content filtering. Elon Musk kind of destroyed that. Nothing really happened, right? Twitter still exists here. They have been looking into giving him some shit for that, but that's a low right, that's a that's a long process. Yeah, that that's one. another that's another that's another arm of government or an, an arm of regulation that uh, that that uh, Elon has been asked for please explain by the um Yeah, what's with the hate speech, bro? Yeah, What's with yeah. the hate speech? And, that, and that, that's come from, uh, you know, basically... Is the, it e-safety the, or Human Rights Commission? Yeah, yeah e-safety. e-safety yeah. And e-safety is actually a part of the ACMA thing as well. They're all sort of in the whole regulatory thing. But the main thing is, is that we're not seeing a situation here where people are going to have their posts disappear because of some kind of ACMA thing. What might happen, well, this though... this is what cookers think. I mean, well, they, they, of they course. think that everyone's sort of looking over their shoulder... And, 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 you know, the, the, hey, where did my post go? And they probably just didn't press post, you know. Where did my yeah. post go? My uh, post's gone. Anytime yeah. cookers have some sort of technical problem, they always make Blame. up these amazing yeah, conspiracies about how they're being targeted. But, yeah, so there are fines being uh, potentially imposed by the regulator and they are quite substantial. Uh, if they do make these sort of egregious violations of disinformation guidelines, then, yeah, they are liable to penalties. But this will be very consultative and at the end of the day, it may have to go through a court. The legislation will be there just to make sure that it's actionable. I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, the chilling effect on cookers is that the platforms will stamp down on disinformation, which is their business model. 
Yeah, it's how they operate. The yep. chilling effect on the rest of us is that this will inevitably be decided by badly written AI bots who constantly make huge mistakes on what is and is not disinfo. Hello, yep. YouTube. Yep. If the code of conduct or industry standard is strict enough, the bots will act as a machete on political speech on social media in Australia, leaving only pictures of cats and videos of lads fighting in Macca's car parks. That'll be which, the internet. to be honest, is pretty bloody terrific. So, yeah, I actually probably could uh, live on that. Uh, I think my mental health would improve. That was all I ever consumed. So, look, we have seen ex- that, like, you know, basically extensively with these YouTube robots banning podcasts like our good selves. We're not going to upload this to YouTube. I'm unticking that box. No, we're gone. Yeah, this is Some dare call it a conspiracy. Gone. They have so much catnip for cookers in if you just take away all the context. You know, yeah. as long as there's no context on what you say, it sounds like a disinformation paradise. Humans would immediately realize this is not disinformation material, but we're not worth human filtering. It has all the keywords of cooker soup, and that's all they need to see. Ban, ban, strike, strike. So most of the takes about this bill on ACMA are somewhat ironically disinformation, as I said earlier. So much actionable trash that they said, which at the end of the day still wouldn't make the high bar of serious harm. So, I mean, all right. But whether it's intentional or misguided, the conclusions about this plan are being completely misrepresented. Some people who consider themselves to be quite clever have said some really dumb shit about this bill. Now, instead of a healthy debate on a contentious law, we get, as per usual, a bunch of hysterical ramblings and absurd conclusions from people who see their business model being threatened by illegal accountability. And I don't mean this sort of like fear of death o shadows. I mean, with these laws, people like Maria Z are fucked. She'll basically have to relocate overseas, realistically, and never come back. Because, like... Costa Rica, I reckon she'll turn up in Costa Rica. Well, I reckon Max Egan might have a spare room in Mexico for her. <laughs> I just... Close I, enough. I reckon, Close I reckon about 2 a.m., Maxie just walks in and says, Oh, Maria, Maria, do you want to have a chat about disinformation? I've got a disinformation in my pants. So... Most of the discourse is about how it's Orwellian, of course, because cookers have no idea what Orwellian <laughs> means. I mean, have never any read of you all. read 1984? Never read all. Hey, but- guys, just in case you're listening, Orwell's a socialist. You will hate him. <laughs> so true. So, look, it's just fucking dumb. But basically, Orwellian means that they don't like it. Mm, it's Orwellian. And generally speaking, <clears throat> it's Orwellian because... I think it's unpleasant. And this is just really just a level of accountability, which I don't think they saw coming and they really don't want to happen uh, because it's not freedom. It's Orwellian. It's Orwellian. It's Thanks. Orwellian. Thanks mm. for that. So most mainstream media coverage has come from Sky News After Dark. You can predict that, which absolutely dominates a search for the Acrobill on YouTube where I was trying to research this. They all say the same fucking thing. It's the Orwellian thing. It's Orwellian. Bolt had a big fucking rant about it that Labor... Uh, Sherry Markson was like, Labor is going to decide what you're allowed to see and say. If you oppose the no campaign, you're going to get thrown in jail. That sort of shit. Um, And while basically it's true that ACMA are appointed, the members are appointed by the Governor General. And there are associate members who are appointed by the Minister who will be Labor at the time of the bill if it gets made to be an act of If it gets through the parliament, if it gets through our our elected representative. And they've got expiring terms anyway. Labor has a majority in the the lower house. It does not have a majority in the Senate. This is the thing. They just ignore checks and balances because it doesn't make for good television. So you've got all of these situations that are inbuilt into our responsible government model, but they're just conveniently ignored by cookers and right-wing media. They just don't – it's not sexy news. 
At the end of the day, anything that ceases to control speech is something that must be done very carefully. No, I agree. Especially I agree. if criminal sanctions are involved in the process. But unfortunately, the people protesting this bill are the ones who need it the most. Mm-hmm. Their trust has been manipulated by bad actors. Fuckers. Turning them into babbling paranoid chuds who base their worldview on what makes them the most angry and feel the most empowered usually by punching down on marginalised people. Yep, trans people, etc., etc. you know the drill. So conspiracy theories have existed forever. But the thing about these days is that participatory ones, they are a new beast. And we've learned the hard way that the people who play in the alternate reality game of the conspiracy universe often find themselves inspired to do shitty things to innocent people. Bad. Using these sort of titillating narratives to spread hate through disinformation, this whole good versus evil thing, it's not protected political speech. This is cult programming and it's dangerous and it's disinformation. It undermines democracy, which is the whole point of protecting political speech, and it is a threat to our fundamental progressive values, which some of you used to actually fucking care about. Yeah, the ACMA bill is carefully worded to avoid overreach. And while law talk and cookers choose to ignore the obvious high bar set by the bill to qualify as actionable, a bill that's actually going out to the community for discussion. Exactly. As actionable (coughs) and disinformation. Uh, They do this for for the very reason that the bill has been drafted, because bullshit sells. Leaving out details that might taper off an aggressive emotional response is bad for their business model. Uh Uh-huh. So you've got these cooker lawyers who comment on this without mentioning things like judicial review in the face of these repeated banal calls of dystopian authoritarianism they are being blatantly disingenuous you either they know better or they don't but if they do fuck them maybe they're just shit at law i don't know but one of them's admitted i looked it up and i'm embarrassed by what he had to say as just a fellow human being. But the narrative of this bill will leave the content of the internet in the hands of these supposedly labor-appointed hacks, deciding unilaterally what is and isn't true is, ironically, disinformation, but also ironically unlikely to pass the bar required for ACMA to act upon it. So here we are in a situation where these absurd claims aren't even bad enough to qualify for this draconian fucking law. But they are doing this to push a predictable narrative that will fight back against anything that seeks to stop them from peddling this far-right bigotry that basically seeks to turn normies into Nazis. Nazis and consumers of supplements and fucking God knows what. Look, it's unfortunate that we need this bill, but we do. And it's because right-wing disinformation has turned gullible cookers into hate-filled turds. And if you think it's going to stop disinformation, just have a look at what goes on in the Senate with someone like Malcolm Roberts or Jim Rennick on any given day. There will be no control over that, guys, because they speak under privilege. Uh-huh. Yep. It has been a huge week of Pete Evans with the craggy crown conspiracy cook uncancelling himself. He's uncancelled. Yep, that's right. The uh, people have spoken and Pete Evans is uncancelled. He's back. He's yep. back. God, He's back. I love him. By popular demand of like three weird tradies at the end of the segment. <laughs> anyway, so Kyle and Jackie O have a segment called Uncancelled, very creative, where they propose a supposedly cancelled celebrity or public figure of some variety should have the right of appeal to their banishment from public life. And look, I, I can actually see the merit of this, to be honest. Um, some of these sort of like so-called cancellations kind of bullshit. If left in the hands of someone, you know, with 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 who doesn't have a double-digit IQ. 
well, all, all the good students of the University of Sydney, which I um, must say, some of them, their uh, weird progressive anger left a lot to be desired. Anyway, look, they fucked this up really badly. This segment's a fucking joke. And just kick off with a nice quote from Kyle. Did we ruin a bloke's life just over being scared about COVID? Kyle asks into Western Sydney, into the Western Sydney void that is his listenership. Ugh. I mean, that's, that's basically it. I mean, he consistently wins either the overall um, um, uh, radio uh, ratings or wins the FM. He's fucking huge. And, and yeah, and he makes millions of dollars a year because, you know, these commercial radio stations uh, advertise and they charge big money for advertising revenue. He speaks more on. And that, unfortunately, the lowest common denominator is the biggest market. It just is what it is, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, fuck, I wish it was different, but it's not. So... Pete posted a link to the segment on his Telegram channel, which went for like about 20 minutes longer than it had to. It was like almost half an hour. So I'm going to say that while I'm giving most of it away to Vanuatu, I really earned my Patreon money this yeah, week. I'll yeah, that's, that's money well earned. Yeah, it was a fucking pain. Hard earned. I listened on the train back from Mega Freedom and I was like, I was half pissed and I, it was annoying. Anyway, so the segment was an absolute clusterfuck, which really highlighted what a bonehead Kyle Sandilands is. I already knew that, Joe. <laughs> oh, he fucking kills me. And it's not only that, but of course, not surprisingly, Kyle is a little bit pilled. It well, he hangs around with gangsters, so they're a little bit pilled too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he listens to Joe Rogan uh, while jacking off to a picture of himself. Anyway. He is our Joe Rogan. That's the thing. He is our Joe Rogan in many ways. That's I mean, embarrassing. He's not, as, he's not as Joe Smart. Oh, God, I saw a clip from Joe Rogan the other day, Joe. I just got to break away from it. Mm. And, and, and he just said, uh, and I saw this guy, and I, I didn't know what country was it. I can't remember. Um, uh, it was, you know, somewhere in that, you know, it wasn't Costa Rica, but we'll say it was Costa Rica. And it's just this vague information, someone getting killed or eaten or something like that. And it's just, you know, that's, that's his thing, right? That's his thing. And people listen to it. And people, and he gets paid millions of dollars to do it. Like when he did the whole thing about the bonobo um, uh, monkey chimp thing, and the primatologist called in and he got really angry at her for being a primatologist and angry at her for having a vagina. And yeah, like an he, unusual man. He's just a fucking piece of shit. Anyway. Anyway, look, Kyle's um, our Joe, Joe Rogan, I reckon. He is a little bit, yeah, but a lot fatter. Anyway, so look, this whole thing really was embarrassing. While introducing Pete, he goes off on this whole like sort of half-cock rant about how people who got the needle Almost died from their hearts blowing up. Almost. Yeah. Okay. D- just say that. That's fine. That was in. That was in the script there. Uh, and also, uh, this was after Kyle gave a fucking very enthusiastic plug for the Evolve Sanctuary retreats. And I tell you what, almost like this was a quid pro quo because he goes <laughs> on and on about how nice these retreats are. Pete's going to make money off this 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 piece of marketing. He Probably. fucking will. Probably. I mean, a fucking sanctuary where you got to cook your own food. Well, no. Cook for you. The one where he does cook, it looks pretty good. Then there's others where he shows you how to cook. You're not allowed to eat at the other one. There's a fasting retreat. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So you just eat bone broth and sadness. Anyway, so the segment is littered with these sort of beeps to send to what Pete says. And Kyle claims later in the piece, this is for legal reasons, but I found this very, very difficult because obviously as a, a Pete uh, aficionado, while occasionally it made sort of sense with the context of what he said, it also felt like occasionally the bleeps were there for what seemed sort of random reasons. Yeah, I can see that. That didn't really make any sense. And when you listen to the interview and you sort of fill the gaps, what he would say between the bleeps, 
doesn't seem to be controversial, let alone fucking illegal. So except for the fact that he says like Wuhan coronavirus, right? Like, you know, when he talked about the biocharger. So if I'm putting my tinfoil hat on, I reckon they did the bleeps to cause a fuss and create hype for the segment. I will be right. And it kind of fucking worked because this theory may very well be backed up by the story. Go Pete ahead. Evans silenced by Kyle and Jackie O. I read this report, I can believe it. Which featured in the pinnacle of modern journalism, over60.com.au. Amazing website. The author, Charlotte Foster, Charlotte Foster, I should say, is not over 60. Mamma Mia uh, also published some similar clickbait headline, but the article itself doesn't suck as bad. Yeah, anyway. Just got, yeah. Charlotte Foster, dear oh dear, what, 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 wrong with, what went wrong with you? Who hurt you? Weren't, you? You're not over 60. Why are you, why are you speaking main, over 60? The main line of the interview is that he was cancelled because he had sold the $15,000 biocharger lamp with the setting for Wuhan coronavirus and got the $25,000 fine from the TGA. The Kyle, the genius that he is, mixes up the LED lights from the biocharger with UV lights used to sterilise surfaces and says... Yeah. And we all laughed at that and thought, what an idiot, as if a light doesn't think now there are actual robots in hospitals all around the world admitting to admitting light to kill all germs. <sighs> Thanks for that, Kyle. Amazing insights. Yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. And he goes on to explain this. He posted a meme, this is in Kyle's words, he posted mm-hmm. a meme which included a neo-Nazi symbol. It's not a neo-Nazi symbol, you fucking effie. It's a Nazi symbol. And then <laughs> yeah. claimed he didn't know what the symbol was. Yeah, and they all agree on this. None of them knew the symbol. And I'm going to break away in here and say that, to be honest, neither did I. Um, I think I'd even seen Tom Tanaki's White Trader show, um, the um, the Fringe show, before the peak yep. thing came out. And still, I simply did not know what a sonorat was. And most people mm. don't. And, like, that's a good thing. I don't. It's, it's a weird esoteric thing. Don't, don't look at Nazis too much. It's weird. Anyway, he would have got away with it. But if it wasn't for those yes. meddling Facebook meddling kids. posts. Yeah. Yeah, he made himself. For those playing at home, they probably remember quite clearly he replied to a post that spotted the symbol and said, I was waiting for someone to notice that. Yeah. Of course, on this uncancelling show, nobody bothered to mention this. Common fucking knowledge. And Pete denied knowing what it was, as per usual, and they're all like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, neither did I. You fucking said it, Pete. You came right out and said it. Fuck's sake. Unless your dog was on the keyboard. So it's really not a secret. If they bothered to look into this at all, they would have known that. It is incredible how lazy this fucking segment was. So you've got this newsreader on the show, Brooklyn Ross. He was the only one to even attempt to hold Pete Evans to account. Sadly, the young lad had also done zero preparation for this and was just kind of winging it, you know, Oops. and Pete fended him off him with idea. ease. I mean, Pete's a lot of things. He's not a moron. Malignant narcissist, piece of shit, dangerous human being, fucking boil on the ass of the earth, but he's not a moron. So here you are. This fucking guy versus Pete, he won hands down. So when Pete actually joined the show, they kicked off with COVID. He was just asking questions and trusting experts and this absolute softball nonsense. Oh, I was just talking to doctors and they are dissenting voices and I am so fucking holistic. They had done no research. If anything, they were platforming on this. But he didn't go full nanobots. He didn't go full everyone who got the jab is going to die. but he has. He, 
<laughs> he calmed down for the audience. He uh, he has on his Telegram. You you guys have all heard it before. We've only done how many fucking weeks in Pete Evans now? This is the issue because you've got Pete Evans not being a moron and Kyle looking at this celebrity chef figure and just agreeing with him because he's a moron. He's so impressionable. And cult leaders like Pete cut straight through to Kyle. He's, he's a gullible rube. Well, Kyle did say that the reason they wanted to reduce severity of symptoms was in part to prevent hospitals being overwhelmed. That was fair. And that was a reasonable thing to say. Yeah. But the rest was basically, in hindsight, the vaccine didn't do much. What? And really played into the craggy hands of our beloved cooked cook. Ugh. Pete rolls out the, it doesn't prevent transmission lie, and it's swallowed up. It's it wasn't tested. really poor. It's it wasn't really tested. Poor. God damn it. There's a whole thing. Context. Anyway, so they do move on to the lamp. Big story for these guys. It's fucking such a non-event. Pete claims that he never said it would cure COVID. Yeah, okay. Mm. He claims it's 100% factual. Mm. Of course, he is on video saying there is a setting for Wuhan coronavirus. So he's kind of implied, Pete. But, hey, let's just say he didn't say it, right? I- I'm-, I'm happy to concede this. Hey, Pete, you could have gone to federal court and fought it, did you? No. <laughs> No, he did not. So Brooklyn, to his credit, holds his feet up to the fire on this one, says he was fined $80,000 by the TGA, which is correct, on top of the 25000 earlier, and also the warning that if you fuck up again, we'll kill you. And basically that he made these claims on Instagram, which he just continued to deny. I mean, like, this is what Brooklyn said, which I've got respect for. You don't look back and, on that and think, I shouldn't have done that? No, not at all. Evans responded defiantly. Mm-hmm. Fucking narcissist that he is. Uh-huh. Wow. So you've not really learned anything because that's what really led to you being cancelled, Ross responded. Yeah, well, see, that's where we uh, diverge yeah, on this wasn't one. That. Wasn't it that. wasn't that. It wasn't that. What led to him being cancelled is posting a Nazi meme, then immediately owning that he did that intentionally in the comments. Oh, and also denying the whole thing. I was waiting for someone to notice that. I was waiting for someone to notice that. But I must say, I really did enjoy this. This Brooklyn character compared him to Belle Gibson, the girl who faked brain cancer to sell a fake cure. You know, like the whole, like, I'll tell you how to starve your cancer. I know Belle Gibson very well, Joel, yes. Amazing. We should do an episode on her. She's very funny. We should. (laughs) I doubt she'd sue. So that was pretty good. I did like that. And credit where credit's due, right? But it does lead to Pete just spouting a bunch of half-truths about pharma companies. They just let him roll on that nonsense. And I'm not here to defend Big Pharma, right? It's not my not my shtick. But Pete rolls out this usual nonsense with no meaning or context. Oh, Pfizer's had $4 billion worth of fines. Great. Cool. They're words, but they don't mean anything. You haven't told us anything. Yeah. Cool. Well done. So... Basically, who cares about this? This is meaningless. Let's get to the Holocaust denial. That's remember when thing. he's do you remember when he said you may wish to have another look about the true history about Germany on Facebook? Yeah, and I yes, that. that grammar does suck. Remember when Pete liked another comment on the thread which said this? Everything we were taught about the Germans is a hundred percent the opposite of the reality that took place. What was what was that about? Or maybe he accidentally liked it. I think. Oh, so so uh, you accidentally Germans. liked that? Maybe he just likes Germans. Accidentally talked about the real history of Germany, mate. Okay, cool. So look, if that's what you're waiting for, it doesn't come. They completely skip this. They do bring up the neo-Nazi meme with the butterfly and the sonorad, and he says this. Hundred percent. I, I had no idea it was that. Yeah, you did. 
So, well, why did you say you were waiting for someone to notice it? Why? Yeah. Fucking why? But they didn't, they did not hold him to account on this at all. They don't ask that question. And he skates through this one as usual effortlessly. He does the whole thing about how he can't be racist because he likes ethnic food. (laughs) Fuck you. I mean, come on, man. I heard this shit before. I mean, the guy captioned the image with this. Uh, An oldie but a goldie. There are many different interpretations of this image. Peace and love to all, always. Yeah, that doesn't really work when you just posted a meme about exterminating Jews. But, of course, you had no idea, right? No, no, that was like um, many different interpretations of his image. I just don't know what they are. That's what you were saying. Now I get it. Good. Now, I'm going to give some rare credit to the Herald Sun at news.com.au because they actually reported on this interview with these quotes included in the article. Someone in there is doing their job properly. I know that we like to shit on these guys all the time, but every now and then they are pretty I funny. Know, you do. Well, I think, look. I think they do pretty bloody good work. I mean, once you Every ignore, now and then. And, well, the hell so much. Well, I would ignore the op-ed pages. But yes. I reckon outside that, it's actually really cool. Really, really yeah, great. no, they do good local journalism. I do <laughs> get that outside the op-ed pages and the front. But I'm going to give them absolute credit on this one because they did they did their due diligence. I, I totally respect that. Mm-hmm. One moment during the interview that I will not shit on Pete, and like I say, I'm giving credit to News and the Hun, i got to give credit to Pete for this, is the part where he says he understands why the business partners had to drop him. They did what they had to do, and that's fair enough. And I'm respecting him for the self-awareness there, but, I mean, mm. dude, you still deny you got Nazi-pilled and got caught out. Yeah. I mean, fuck you. Then there's a bit about rapid tests, how they don't work, which is utterly bizarre. I mean, they do. Uh, it was all apparently a big scam to make money. All right, cool. I mean, a bunch of weird Chinese pharma companies did okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we could cut that a million ways. But this is the thing. Obviously, Pete thinks they are rigged because he doesn't believe in germ theory. But this Brooklyn kid runs along with it. Like, yeah, they're not perfect. They're chemical sticks. This insane to think that this little stick that you spit on is somehow going to perfectly diagnose realness. But I tell you what, when I had COVID, I got two lines and I haven't had two lines since. When a mate of mine, Sonny Brown, took a quick rapid test before going to see his 90-something-year-old grandmother, he got two lines and he stayed home. And I would say, objectively speaking, that rat saved her life. Probably. It it worked. It detected COVID-19. And Sonny didn't go and kill his grandmother. So, yeah, this part was really fucking annoying to listen to. It's just dumb. It's just fucking Western Sydney dumb. You can see how people are getting pilled in Fairfield. They're listening to this fucking trash. But anyway, on to the last bit, which is the callers. The first caller is a doctor. Now, oh, this was exciting. Here comes trouble. She basically says that no one should listen to him. Fair, he's an idiot. Uh, but also says this. He has had some ridic- He has said some ridiculous things. I get patients left, right and centre coming through asking, oh, my goodness, I shouldn't be giving my kid breast milk. He's saying give them bone broth. He's saying sunscreen is poisonous. Yeah, that's not quite true. It's just not. like. So Pete rightly calls this out at the end and he really makes a point of it because I know he fucking loved hearing it. He is a dipshit on sunscreen. He certainly didn't contest that. But, you know, breast milk? No, nah, no, nah, that's that's not him. I mean, I haven't actually heard Pete talk about breastfeeding, but it checks out that he's all for it. I mean, there's no way he's against breastfeeding. That's, that is insane. Yeah, the bone I do broth, remember the bone broth was for those women who cannot. That would be 
the case. And Fresh the Bubba Yum Yum recipe in question, that's what's being referred to here. Mm-hmm. And they probably listened to Maintenance Phase podcast, didn't remember the details, and maybe they know it from some vague things on the internet. It had liver in it. And that brings with it, for a, an infant, infant dangerous infant. levels no, no, no. Yeah. of vitamin A. Kill. But he was advised of this by the publisher who dropped the book. He apparently self-published and just changed the age bracket slightly upward. I mean, like, this guy would rather harm children than ditch a recipe. Mate, (laughs) just take the advice. Call it a day. Fuck's sake. So at the end of the segment, a bunch of callers call in to say what a legend he is and how he should be uncancelled. And whether they were cookers or just people who just heard a segment that made absolutely no reasonable argument for him to be deplatformed, they were probably just simply expressing a very reasonable response. Why was this guy cancelled in the first place? Because we know why he's cancelled. The guy's a fucking Nazi. He's a parasite of a human being. He spreads disinformation and punches down like a sport. Fucking pathetic. His beliefs are toxic at best. Peddles hatred on his Telegram group, wiping it every week to keep the slate clean. You know, no accountability, all care, no responsibility, right, Pete? But there's plenty of screenshots over the course that will tell you exactly what he thinks about many pivotal issues, mostly based on hate and punching downward, and why it was incredibly reasonable to believe that he knew exactly what he was doing when he posted that Nazi meme, including a fascinating look into the grooming of Pete Evans, which has been reported on by the excellent Dr. Kaz and Tom Tanaki, who we... Let's face it, we need to get we need to get Dr. Kaz on the program. Oh, we should, yes, indeed. She's good. She's good. So, look, it was a regrettable segment. A bit of research could have turned that into a seriously interesting yes, interaction. Yes, that was a the great shame of it. Ten minutes of Googling. You could go on DuckDuckGo and you get the same result. It's not controversial. This is all on public record. Some of the screenshots going around media, what are the ones that I took? I can tell because it was done really badly. If I had to say something to Kyle, Jackie in Brooklyn, it would be that, well, I mean, guys, maybe you should have another look at uh, the true history about Pitt Evans, right? And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Jack can found on Twitter, at Jack the Insider, and Joel kind of on at CrunchyMose with a K. I am search banned and I don't really use Twitter anymore. Anyway, yeah, I'm not using a lot of Twitter these days either, fucked. guys. And I haven't really decided whether whether to go from one autistic fucker to the other. And, yeah, I know. Uh, and jump and jump, uh, jump into Zuckerberg, seeing I mean, I use Facebook and I use Instagram. Threads so. are shit. I've tried it. So, uh, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's very but, um, but I'm not tweeting very much at all. But my DMs are always open. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it every couple of days. I used and to we check have it every a, like hour. And we have a Patreon to help keep this thing of ours sustainable. It's bloody right. time consuming and we still have to pay rent. Help keep the lights on, folks. Yeah, we do need your help. Although you can have a breather this month. For as little as $5 a month, you will have access to all sorts of bonus content. We try and be funny, including a weekly premium episode, which we're going to start doing again after our little hiatus. We do make it worth your while. And look, I would say next premium episode, I've got that script up. We're going to talk about Matt Lawson's little um, little walk of freedom. It's, it's pretty it's funny. Be, that is truly, truly hilarious. It's getting pretty good. We would love to hear from you, even to tell us you're organizing another big freedom day in Coffs Harbour. But this one will be better. Pinky promise. Yeah, we're going to cover that soon, guys. Don't worry. It's coming. I've written a little bit of a journal, but uh, I tell you what, we're going to put some energy it's into this It's been out there, Hunter S. Thompson style. It's been Going fucked. gonzo. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. Thanks, listeners. See, See ya. you next time. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me. You guys are bastards.